7 Studios. You are listening to the Ranch Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. About that Sean Price, that onion hair. Look, I'm the only person, I'm the only talk show host in the United States of America, which will play some Sean Price and then talk about critical race theory in the same segment. Nobody's messing with me. Back on the Lance J show, I want to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about, about sports here at the, the end of the week. Have any of you seen the telecast that ESPN 2, my former home ESPN, the telecast that ESPN 2 is putting with, with Peyton and Eli Manning. And if you haven't seen that telecast, all I can say is that it is absolutely phenomenal. Now, first and foremost, before I before I go into that and, and slobber all over them and pontificate, they need to send my man Gilly and Wallow. They need to send him a check. Because a lot of this stuff, they bit off of Gilly and Wallow. They bit off of Joe Budden, those, those type of guys. But I really think especially Gilly and Wallow. And one of the Gilly is one of the, the the biggest people I've ever had a chance to to interview on on this show. And I interviewed Gilly when they first started the Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast. And I'm so happy to see Gilly succeed. Gilly came down in the six ten sports in Baylor Kenwood, which is basically Lower Marion in Philly. Lower Marion, the stopping grounds of the the immortal, incomparable. Kobe Bean Bryant, or the Copester, as I like to call him. And this whole concept of bringing in people and, and moving away from traditional media into more podcasting media into more of a raw format. In the old days, radio, TV is very censored, it's very buttoned up, it's very generic. If you look at most sports formulas, Let's just be honest. If you're looking at Colin Cowherd or you're looking at Stephen A. Smith, all they talk about is Tom Brady, LeBron James, Dallas Cowboys. And if the Yankees are relevant, they talk about the New York Yankees. Now, if you talk about any of those four topics, that's a three-hour show every day. And that's what you constantly see. You see constant updates from LeBron James. LeBron James changes his number to six for the Lakers. Who cares? He's 37 years old. If Anthony Davis is healthy, the Lakers are going to be a contender. If he plays really well, they're probably going to win the championship. If Anthony Davis only plays 40 games because he has a groin problem or ankle problem or knee problem or hip problem or back problem or shoulder problem or elbow problem, Lakers are going to struggle. I don't care how good Brody plays the first three quarters. With no AD to, to, to really be the pace setter, 
The Lakers are not a championship contender. Tom Brady, we beat him to death. We talk about the the not just the fact that he's the goat and a great player, but we gotta talk about the TB12 method and the fact that he doesn't eat tomatoes and avocado toast and his wife and his contract and he hates Bill Belichick. You got his book. I'm gonna talk about next week. This book that came out about the about the Patriots and Bill Belichick. I think Seth Wickersham wrote the book. And it has all of these nuggets about how Tom Brady and Bill Belichick couldn't stand each other. And then how, and then how Robert Kraft hated Belichick too. A lot of profane language in the book. Pejorative terms cascading down from Robert Kraft. Who ain't no saint himself, right? Isn't, isn't this Robert, Robert Kraft the, 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 the boy that had the, the I'm trying to be careful. Wasn't he getting a tugger at a strip mall? Are we, are we supposed to forget about that? What's always found to be really interesting that a billionaire, multi-billionaire, if you can own the New England Patriots, and if you have multiple rings, six rings, you got six Lombardis in the trophy case at your house or at Gillette Stadium, and if you felt the 77-year-old urge to have someone touch your midriff or below, why would you go to a strip mall by the airport for, for, a, 30, for a $39.99 tucker? I don't understand that. Like if I was a billionaire, I'd be like Dan Bazillion, Bilzerian. I don't know how to pronounce his name. But the guy, the guy that has like eight women in a hot tub with him, I'd be like him if I was a if I was a multi-billionaire. I wanted to be about that life. Like, why are you going to the same place that Lance J, if he was living that type of lifestyle, goes to? You're you're a billionaire. He should go to jail just for that. He's being excoriated and embarrassed just for that. But I digress. Back to ESPN and the the Manning cast as I like to call it. This thing is fantastic. You have Peyton and Eli. They're in their living rooms. I think, I think Peyton is in some, some airport hangar in Denver. And Eli, apparently, Eli Benny apparently lives at home with his mom. So he's in his basement somewhere. These guys are just breaking down the game. They're breaking out field coverage. But what was ill about it to me, I had never seen it before last week, so I didn't comment on it. I'd seen clips about it, but I'd never seen the actual show. So you got the game in the background. It was a Dallas Eagles game. Now the Eagles suck. Jalen Hurts sucks. My Colts suck. But it was the perfect chance because you have these games that are not really competitive. You have these games that you actually need somebody to to fill in and, and make it a little bit more interesting. So you have Eli and Peyton Manning going back and forth. Eli's flipping the double bird. He's talking about his hatred for the Eagles. They're clowning each other. They're having jokes on each other, all of that stuff. Actually, I think Eli's the star. Peyton was the better quarterback. I still think that Peyton was the best pre-snap quarterback I've ever seen in my life. And that includes Tom Brady. I think he's probably the biggest talent. He's Peyton Manning is better than Tom Brady. He's better than Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't play for a better team. He didn't have Belichick. He had Dungy instead, who's a good coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach. But Dungy ain't no Bill Belichick. And then they had a paper-thin defense. They had Cato June, 
was their middle linebacker. You're not going to win. It's going to be hard to be winning Super Bowls when you have Cato June, who's like a 207 pounds as your middle linebacker, missing tackles, getting trucked by, by Maurice Jones-Drew. It's very difficult. You had Bob Sanders, but Bob Sanders was like 5'7", 200 pounds. So he was, Bob Sanders was always hurt. And the one year that he wasn't hurt, he won a Super Bowl. But other than that, you're not going to win a lot of, a lot of uh, big games without defense in that particular era. And you're not, most, of their, most of their defensive players were UFAs, six-rounders, guys like that. But I think that Peyton, in my opinion, is the best talent to, to play the position. But Eli is the star of the, of the Manning cast. He's the star. Eli is funny. Eli, Eli has this all shucks. Peyton has an agenda, man. He's, he's dressed a certain way. Peyton Manning wants to own the Broncos one day. I'm sure he'll be able to raise enough money to buy it, buy the Broncos. Peyton, he's destined to be a team president or a GM or, or something really, really big. You know, he's, he's like Jordan. Jordan. Jordan's not hanging out on TNT sitting in between Chuck and Kenny. Jordan's like, I'm above that. Like, I buy teams. I don't comment on teams. The Copester, he was above that too. In fact, he was so above it, he was like, bleep that. I don't even mess with the NBA. I'm going to see my daughter run up the score on a bunch of seventh grade girls. So Manny's at that level. Eli just really doesn't care. Like, he really, really doesn't care. He's flipping the bird. He's saying whatever he wants. He's having jokes. Because at the end of the day, he has two rings. He beat Goat twice. His legacy is cemented throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. So what really got me when I was watching this, this show, they were like, hey, we're about to cut to break. When we come back, LeBron James and Nick Saban. I was like, What? You got like the best, two of the best 10 names in all the sports. You know how hard it is to get LeBron James to do an interview? It's not like LeBron James just interviews for anybody whenever you want. Like you don't have access to LeBron James and Nick Saban whenever you want. I mean, they had they had Matt Stafford on the show last week after carving up Tom Brady and the Patriots. I mean, this is, this is much bigger than people even realize it is. And as someone that's in media, I understand as someone that's in the podcasting game, it's in the terrestrial radio game, what they're doing. And you've seen it with Peacock at the Olympics. Very, very soon, you're not going to be able to get typical TV. It's all going to be streaming. If you want to watch, if you're in L.A., but you're from Philadelphia, you want to watch the Eagles game, you're going to go to an app. You're going to pay $7.99, and you're going to watch the game. And the commentary isn't going to be the, it's not going to be Pat Summerall, John Madden. It's going to be, well, you know, John Emmett, touchdown. It's going to be a bunch of guys like Eli and Peyton and like what you see on Barstool, what you see with Gillian Wallow, what you see with Snoop and Kevin Hart. That's the future of media. The stiff old school, no profanity, all of that stuff. That's not where media is going. Media is going into a non-FCC compliant streaming audience where you can cuss. Can you imagine what these shows would be like if you could drop the F-bomb? Can you imagine when, when, when Chucky, when John Gruden was on TV 
Can you imagine if he was uncensored and could drop the F-bomb? Can you imagine Chris Berman doing the highlights, dropping the F-bomb? It's a level of authenticity, and I'm, and I'm just saying that that's where, that's where it's going. This is not just great for, hey, you know, Peyton Eli, we love it. It's new. It's fresh. It's interesting. I think it got almost 2 million people. They're moving this to a streaming platform. It ain't going to be on ESPN2 or ESPN Forever or ABC Forever. It's going to be on a streaming. You got to get the app. You got to pay to watch it. I always tell people, follow the money. That's where this is going. And Peyton and Eli is a really, really good start. I, I implore you, if you haven't seen it, you want to check it out. But but watch, you know, the Joe Button podcast. I'm not a big Joe Button fan, but the 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 Gillian Wallow podcast when they got Carmelo Anthony on there, when they got Dame Dollars on there. That's the future of sports. And either you get down in your Netflix or you lay down in your blockbuster. Lance J Show. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Jordan, this is my friend Naomi. Hi. Naomi. Nice to meet you. Naomi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. You've got an awesome place here. I don't think I've ever been in a house this big before. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a beautiful beach out there. Blair Hollingsworth. Hi, Blair. Nice to meet you. Okay. Name's Blair, right? Yeah. You like the jet ski? I've never done it before. You've never jet skied in your life? No, I've never jet skied. Never been on a jet ski? No, I haven't. How many times are you going to ask her? She's never been on a jet ski. I don't know. I might ask her a couple more times. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Did you know that African Americans have the lowest vaccination rates, but have experienced the largest decrease in life expectancy during the COVID-19 pandemic? Our HealthCast series brings in the best and brightest minds in the industry to focus on facts, not fear, or political theater. Avoid shaming and misinformation. Research the data. Talk to your primary care physician about risk factors. Ultimately, it's your body and your decision. This is Lance J. Wishing you a happy and a healthy. Live from Washington, D.C., you are listening to Just John and April on the Lance J. Radio Network. Welcome to Just John and April. A relationship podcast. Your place to level up your intimacy. Mm, yes. We're here with Lance J, and we are excited, as always, to be here with him. Always, always. So, we're going to start right out the gate. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about what's in the news right now. All right. Go ahead. And there's something specific that's in the news right now that is of what interest is to what both of it? us. <laughs> Let's go. R. Kelly. Yes. Okay, before I say anything about R. R Kelly, Kelly. we just need a full disclosure. (laughs) We grew up in the 90s. Yes, we did. We grew up listening to R. Kelly. We did. Both of us. Yes. And I was (laughs) not a hardcore R. Kelly fan or anything. Nah. Because I I thought he was just all right. You know what I'm saying? I mean. His hip opera was kind of, you know. No, I I, I You like that? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you were a fan. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was a fan of that. I'm saying I wasn't like R. Kelly. Oh my goodness, you know, I wasn't like that. But seriously, honestly, from way back then, I thought R. Kelly was what he is. I feel like there was. I mean, I'm not. I feel like there was always this sort of 
secret, like a unspoken secret. Yeah, it was. That For R. Everyone. Kelly liked young women. Exactly. I didn't know it was this deep. Yeah. But I'm not sure any of us knew it was this deep. Right. But, but we, we know all with... had. We, none of us were really surprised. Right. So let me just read the, the story. Or oh, here's the article. Okay. R. Kelly okay. has been found guilty of federal crimes after 11 sexual abuse victims testified against him. Mm. 11, that's a lot. You know, what's, you know what's striking about that number for me? Um, from what I've read, it seems like sex abuse victims don't necessarily come out against their attackers very often. Mm. And, and the fact that that's true says to me that maybe it's more than 11. Mm. So I'm, 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 I'm a little disheartened by that, that, you know, right. 11's a big right. number, but it's probably more than that. What that says to me is because we know, or it seems as if, you know, victims of things like this don't come out and just freely say, hey, this is happening to mm-hmm. me, um, that the 11 are telling the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is true because nobody's trying to come out like that. Right. And... What you have to go through when you, once you come out, the stuff you have to go through, it's like, do you really want to deal with all that, you know? And so I think that's one reason why many don't. So the fact that 11, like, are all the, all these women are trying to get his money? Yeah. It's not always about that. Right. I agree. Know? So so first of all, let's also, full disclosure, we both think that R. Kelly's guilty. Yes. This And this is not surprising no, to us. No, because I thought it back in the day. Right. And wondered uh, yeah. back then, how was he able to do that? Exactly. You know, so I don't. And, you know, when Gail interviewed him and he was like, I don't even know what a cult is. I'm like, really? He he basically tried to you say that everybody was lying on him. <laughs> I know. But I'm saying to say stuff like, I don't even know what a cult is. So how can I have one? That's not even believable. That's not you. That Come you on, can't dude. say like that doesn't match. <laughs> like, how old are you? And you don't right. know what a cult is. Come right. on. That's crazy. You everybody saw David Koresh. Right. Like we, we all, all know. know, right? Don't don't try to act like you don't know what that is because you don't want to have it. Okay, so you don't want to. <laughs> let, let me let me reveal something else Come that on, you may dude. you may already Come on. know. Okay, you know that Bill Cosby came out and said that R. Kelly got a raw deal. So now you got Bill Cosby speaking up for you. Mm, I don't know if that's good right I now. Bet, don't know if it's good. It ain't good at all. No, it's not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know why he thought he had to say that. I don't know why either. Like, I just feel like you need to be quiet. You I, got off. Right. Why are you saying that right now? I, and I really question, like, why would he say that? What, what is it that made him feel like he needed to to say something Anything. to kind of, a, kind of defend right. R. Kelly right now? I don't know. So, so I, here's, I don't know. here's the thing that gets me about this, though. And this is what I wonder. In fact, mm-hmm. we're going to be asking some experts about this so we can find out. But yeah, I want to know whether or not there's any chance that R. Kelly doesn't do any time, similar to what happened to Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Now, Bill Cosby was actually in jail mm-hmm. when he got released. He's mm-hmm. been released now, mm-hmm. sort of on a technicality. His his uh, constitutional rights were violated. So basically, there was some deal that was made with, with Bill Cosby and his lawyers or whatever when he pled guilty for something, and they violated that in order to be able to convict him this time. So that okay, basically right. canceled right. out... Whatever it was, they used R. Kelly to has him. anything like that. I don't think they have talked about R. Kelly having any backup situation. There. Right, right. I haven't, I haven't heard that either. But, but yeah, you never know. That. That's you, true. I, if you have money and you have high-powered yeah, lawyers, I didn't know that 
that was gonna happen with Bill Cosby. Yeah, I didn't know. So right. it could. It right. could. But I mean, what does that do? It's like, what does that do to the victims? Because it's like right. if you think this dude could actually still get off. Right. Okay, here he is, yes, he's convicted, but when is the the his hearing or whatever it's his called? Trial, his trial his, not, his, his, um, his sentencing trial is not in until May. May of twenty twenty two. Okay, so what happens so to him all that now. time? I have no idea. That's the thing. I don't know what's You know, but I think that still puts the victims through this thing like, oh man, he still might get off. Right. You know, he still may not pay for all the things that he's put me through. And I mean, based on, I did watch the documentary. Yeah, you did. And I just feel like people are not going to get on there. And that was so specific. That was so raw. And so many people had um, similar 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 experiences with him. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a lot. Yeah. It's really a lot to that. I think there is a lot of mental issues here. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a, a lot, lot of stuff of going on with people's uh, psyche. Yes, I, man. I, I feel a lot like, of stuff. I really feel for the victims right now and I have no idea where they are in their lives. I don't know if their lives are in shambles, if they're doing well, I have no clue. What I would imagine though, is if I was one of the victims, mm-hmm. let's say I did not come forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm one of the victims. I probably would have tried to bury this somewhere in my psyche and would not want it to come out. And maybe the news that shows that he is on trial would trigger me. And then to see that he was convicted, that might trigger me again. And then I maybe have anxiety about whether or not he might get off. Let me tell you, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing. I really really feel for the victims. It's like life absorbing. Exactly. I'm sure it was life altering. Life altering everything. everything. Yeah. And it's like where, you know... Based on what was told and what people, the victims said happened, mm-hmm. it just shows the sickness that was there or yeah. that is there. Yeah. yeah. There's a sickness there. Now, there's one more piece to this, though, mm-hmm. that I think people know, but they might not. And that is in one of the documentaries you watched or one of the YouTube videos or something, you saw R. Kelly's brother yes. sort of telling you know, what their upbringing was like. And what, what did you find out? You know, I just, I don't know whether that's true or not, right. honestly, but... This, his brother, his so-called brother, I guess it's his brother, I mean, right. uh, you know, right. said that the sister, the older sister, sexually abused them both, mm. but, but R. Kelly more. But than, mostly R. Yeah, Kelly. Abused yeah. them, period, but yeah. sexually abused them as well. Yeah. And R. Kelly got it the worst. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, if it's happening to someone... I don't know. Is this always going to be what 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 happens? Like you, is it like happen- just you're a the cycle? victim. So yeah. yeah, is it a cycle? So you have victims now. You get like, victimized. You, you become get- a predator. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's everybody's situation. Right. But it's like his was deep. Like yeah. that was years of that, and yeah. he was little. Yeah. And didn't know how to handle it. You don't get help. You don't. You know. You don't have an outlet. Yeah. You don't have somebody who can who can help you recover from that thing. Yeah. yeah. So you find other means. You, you, and, and the brother actually said, based on what the girls were saying, that stuff that, that he was doing to them mm-hmm. was done to him. You're talking about the teenage girls yes. that were victimized by him. Exactly. The description the, of what he was doing to them. The brother said. That's the same thing my sister did thing. to us. Exactly. Wow. So it's like, dude. Oh my goodness. I mean, and you didn't like it. Yeah. So that's, that's really, that's, thing that's way it. in the psyche. You would, you would assume that a person who's been victimized in that way would not would want not to do that do ever that again that, because right. it, it affected Or wouldn't want to experience that, that right. for themselves. Like yeah. he's experiencing that himself yeah. with someone else. It's like, it seemed like it would bring back, you know, trauma. Yeah. 
It's a sad day. It is. It is. I feel. Is. I feel very badly, and I'm praying for the victims. And we are praying for the victims. I really definitely. hope. I really hope that um, they get justice. And justice in this situation, in my opinion, is him paying for his crime. Oh, yeah. Bottom line. Oh, yeah. That's what I hope for. Definitely. Anyway. Live from Washington, D.C., you are listening to Just John and April on the Lance J Radio Network. Lance J Radio Network. John and April here with you again. Just John and April podcast. Mm -hmm. I was excited to work with Lance. Love oh, that yeah. guy. Listen, Lance is... I've, I went to high school with Lance. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. <laughs> I, wasn't, right. I wasn't as cool with him as I am now. I got another article. <laughs> you were not. I have not. some stories that I can't, you do. can't tell. You can can't tell them. Just not right now. We don't have enough time. <laughs> All right, I got another article for you. And this one is a little bit on the funny side to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe not to you. I okay, don't know. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> the title says... Studies find that spanking kids actually worsens their behavior. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Studies find that spanking kids actually worsens their behavior. What studies? I have no idea. Well, I'll I'll read you a little bit more. These days, kids? Because my days, kids. (laughs) Right. It worked on me. First of all, all, did you get spanked? Yes. Um, That was a rhetorical question. I can't even count how many times. I did too. Okay. Do you think that they overall (laughs) made you a better person or worse? Let me tell you something. If I did not get my behind whooped, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. if I didn't get my behind whooped, uh-huh. I would not be who I am today. I agree. You That's all not, I have to you say. You would not have character. Listen. You would not be polite. Listen. You know what I'm <laughs> I would not have stopped talking back. You would, exactly. <laughs> so, so, I, so I don't agree with this article just from my own personal experience, but there may be something to it. All right, so Maybe. Let, let, I don't let, know. Let me read a little I, bit more I can't, to you. I can't agree with that Listen to this. Personally. Okay. Science <laughs> says, this is from the article, science okay. says that spanking can inflict long-term negative effects. A recent study published in The Lancet found that spanking kids can actually worsen their behavior and really physically hurt them. Come now, the on. physical hurt part, listen, listen. Listen. I'm not talking know, about abuse because okay. I, I, I no. agree that we abuse that can have- not, Yes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It can, it can, now, do you feel like you were abused by your parents? No. Me neither. I didn't get any marks. I got a lot no of spankings marks left but, yeah, on me. Same okay. with me. Yeah. But I needed those spankings. I need them I whoopings. Okay. Right, so did I. Because I was acting up. All right. So listen to this part, okay? <laughs> and this may have something to do with it. In the study, researchers looked at a group of 69 previous studies from a variety of countries, including the United States, mm-hmm. United Kingdom, mm-hmm. Canada, China, Colombia, Greece, Japan, Switzerland, and Turkey. Okay. While some results showed a mix of negative and positive outcomes of spankings, most found there was a negative impact. So some but, of their studies they, showed okay, that it was a mix of positive. What I want to know is, how long did you stay with these people? Did you I, I stay with them until they were grown? That's, that's, and they were able to, see, their to frontal me, lobes were to me, fully developed. They were able to look back. The, that is the thing, April. <laughs> that's the thing. Because if you ask a kid, of course they're going to say it's, it's negative. Right. You know what I'm saying? But ask that same person when they become an adult. I want them to do the same study with timeout. Uh, right. Because <laughs> the kids going to be mad Does about that, that too. That? Now listen, they should, you know, kids, so, so, again, so a recent right. study says, not, we're not a recent about study that here. any kind of punishment affects kids negatively. Is I that mean, what you, you really, think? Yeah. Right. Listen, all I know is if I didn't have them spankings, okay. <laughs> Physical punishment is increasingly to... viewed as a form of violence that harms children, violence. the study read. Wow. See, this is my thing. I my just, thing is the, 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 the spanking I got when I was a kid was not violence. No. You know what I'm saying? And I needed that joint. When your mom and daddy pray with you before they spank you? Oh man, you already know. (laughs) (laughs) That joke is from the Lord. You 
<laughs> Honey, you know, okay? <sighs> Never did I feel that my parents did not love me. Neither after, did I. After I got spanked. Never. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. Did you know that African-Americans have the lowest vaccination rates, but have experienced the largest decrease in life expectancy during the COVID-19 pandemic? Our HealthCast series brings in the best and brightest minds in the industry to focus on facts, not fear or political theater. Avoid shaming and misinformation. Research the data. Talk to your primary care physician about risk factors. Ultimately, it's your body and your decision. This is Lance J. Wishing you a happy and a healthy.